Thank you so much for joining us, guys. I am coming to you again from New York. It is gorgeous outside. I had to do this podcast outside. Uh, it's uh, right after sunset here, and it's just really gorgeous. Um, I have a really great show for you today. Um, joined by two great friends of mine. One of them, uh, his name is Matt Gregory. Um, he's going to definitely guest uh, guest host with me on the show uh, a few times. Uh, really had a really great conversation. And I also have uh, back again uh, for uh, for another uh, piece of uh, our segment today. Uh, I have Frenchie from uh, All Things Football Show. He uh, joined me again today to give his uh, his thoughts on something that's uh, that's a little bit different. Tomorrow, everybody knows that uh, it's a semifinal. We have France, we have Belgium. Uh, a great, great game. I, I, I am waiting for that game with bated breath. I really am. Um, and, uh, and, and we did something different today. Um, we brought in Matt, who, uh, who's, uh, who's under the impression or thinks that Belgium is going to win. Uh, and uh, we brought in uh, Frenchie from All Things Football because he thinks France is going to win. And uh, the onus was on them to try to convince me. Uh, why their team is actually going to win, and uh, had a really, really gay time with it. Actually, both of them uh, were were a lot of fun to have on the show. Uh, Tabari, as you guys know, is coming back, uh, or Frenchie uh, is is coming back for the second time here. And Matt uh, made his debut with us, and uh, and it was a lot of fun. I really look forward to bringing both of them on again. Um, so, uh, without further ado, um, let's get into it. Uh, what a fi- what a semifinal we have tomorrow, and uh, I think that no matter who wins, uh, the final is going to gain uh, a team that 100% deserves it. Um, you know, either of them, France or Belgium. I-, I think it's going to be fantastic to have both. I think that both of them play with uh, a little bit of a different philosophy. Uh, I think Deschamps and Martinez uh, have different playing styles. I think both teams are stacked, but in a very different way. Uh, we do get into that uh, with both of our guests today, and I want to start with Matt. Um, you know, I I, I, I was talking with uh, with a lot of friends before, uh, and I couldn't find a lot of people that actually thought that Belgium was going to win. And when I spoke to Matt about it, and Matt kind of gave me his uh, his little four one one on it, it was really interesting. And uh, you know, here here's what he had to say. So I think this is a very tight matchup, but I'm leaning towards Belgium being the better team and progressing on to the final. There's a couple reasons that I have. The first reason is I think Belgium has the better manager. He's had a bigger influence on matches, much more than Deschamps has for France. The tweaks that Roberto Martinez has done for Belgium has actually won them games. You can look at how in the Brazil game, he clearly wanted to put De Bruyne on Fernandinho. Fernandinho, who, despite winning the league with Man City, can't turn around to save his life. Uh, <laughs> the late subs you saw against Japan clearly got them back into the game. Um, back to the Brazil game. You know, Brazil couldn't figure out what Belgium was doing to them tactically until it was too late. And, so, and that's something that's really weird, right, Matt? Because, I mean, you'd think like Brazil, with all the Man City players that they have, they actually know how a lot of these Man City players, like a De Bruyne, uh, is going to play. You'd think they they have some sort of an answer to that, but they really couldn't, could they? No. Martinez was very, very clear in his game plan that he wanted to isolate Fernandinho, let De Bruyne do what he does. I mean, he scores an absolute worldie, um, and that's no accident. Uh, And Lukaku and Hazard were basically playing like like almost like a front two, 
Uh, it was basically like a 3-4-1-2 that they were playing. And that freed up De Bruyne to get right on Fernandinho. And Fernandinho just couldn't touch his Man City teammate. Did you, did you get the sense that, that, like I got, that Lukaku was basically playing uh, like he knew that Brazil was afraid of him with his yeah. size and his pace? Yeah. They just couldn't touch him at moments. Yeah, no, he was, he was like a ta- tank. Honestly, he's had a great tournament. I still think he has a terrible first touch. But he doesn't need to have a good first touch to do what Belgium and Man United, for that matter, uh, need him to do. He's got a great relationship with Dries Mertens. And Dries Mertens has been sporadic throughout the tournament. They haven't really used him too much in the last two games. But Lukaku really benefits when he's on the field. I mean, you also brought up something that was, that was, was kind of important because if I was ever going to uh, really get on the Belgium bandwagon... Uh, uh, that that would be it, and and it's the subs that Martinez made uh, during the Japan game, specifically bringing yeah. in Nasser Chadley, and yep. then not dropping him for the Brazil game. Do you actually think that he's going to stick with what may be perceived at this moment as the winning formula and keep him in against France tomorrow? Well, this actually is another reason why I think Belgium can win. It's because Belgium knows how France is going to line up and how France is going to play. But France has no idea about how Belgium's going to line up uh, and really about how they're going to play because is Fellaini going to start? And if he does, is he going to hold in midfield? Is he going to play in the 10 behind Lukaku? And if he does, how does France deal with that? You look at the adjustment that Martinez made by putting Fellaini in for the Japan game and Japan just absolutely could not live with him. But then you look at the Brazil game and Fellaini was playing a little further back, and it was De Bruyne who was getting forward. So if I'm Deschamps, I'm ripping my hair out because I really don't know how Belgium's going to line up and how they're going to use Fellaini. If so, if they are going to play Fellaini in the 10, I would immediately put Steven and Zanzi on there. And the reason I say that is because of all France's midfielders, the only one aerially who could deal with Fellaini would be Pogba, but we all know Pogba's biggest weakness is defending and things that are done off the ball. N'Golo Kante is not going to deal with Fellaini in the air. Uh, Matuidi is a great player, but he's not going to deal with Fellaini in the air. So you bring on somebody like Nzanzi maybe to slow him down. But if you do that, do you sort of stifle what France wants to do anyway? Well, you bring up a good point because in, in, in what I saw in that Brazil game is that Fellaini really, the main job that he had on that field was make sure you make um, uh, Neymar's life a living hell. Oh, yeah. And, and him not actually stepping up and playing that defensive role and stopping Neymar completely from his game freed up De Bruyne and freed up Wetzel to come up a little bit and, and Nasser Chadley on the side. Yeah. Would you think something like that would happen if if Martinez is saying, you know what, uh, Mbappe is going to do whatever he needs to do. I have three backs that can do that, but I'm not going to let Antoine Griezmann um, hurt me like like he did in the last match. Absolutely. Something like that. Yeah. and, and, And the reason for that, it's very Alex Ferguson in its approach in that I think Martinez is going to go into this game and bypass the midfield. And and I don't mean that he doesn't think midfield isn't important, but I think Martinez thinks, I'm going to win this game in both boxes. France has a better midfield than Belgium. Okay, well, I'm just going to put my front three up against their back four, and I'm going to put my back three up against their back three and have my midfield help out in defense, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to win it that way. 
And I have a feeling that that's the take Martinez would take because it makes no sense for Belgium to try and out midfield this France team. I don't see that working for them. Yeah, I thought that was a really great take by Matt. And um, I think he makes a lot of sense. And, and he might have persuaded me a bit. Yeah, I'll be very honest with you. Uh, but, you, you know, we talked to Tabari Frenchy uh, from the All Things Football show after that. And, and he does make some compelling arguments, too. And it was hard to look over how great this France team was. And here's what he had to say. As you know, Belgium is number one rated right now, stat-wise, team rating. And France is number three. But a big stat here that we're going to talk about is Belgium's chances and their misses. Out of 14 goals, Belgium has 11 big misses, great chances to score, big misses. And France have nine goals. But out of those nine goals, two big misses. See what but, I'm getting at here? I see what? your point. I see your point. But I'm going to jump in and I'm going to tell you that France hasn't played anybody with the defense that Belgium has. They run the three-back line. Mm-hmm. They do. And most likely, they're probably going to start Young, Vertonghen, uh, Vertonghen uh, Vincent Company, and Toby in the back. Let's talk about pace. Okay, let's talk about pace. Let's talk about pace. We see we, we, Mbappe we're not going to talk about because we know his pace. We, we already know what he can do. In terms of Griezmann, in terms of Pop, well, let me not really say Pablo because Pablo is a little shaky right now. But in terms of Conte getting forward, and, and let's talk about Conte. Conte is a big piece in this whole structure right here. Conte is a, is a big key, and not only defensively, but also attacking. Conte, he, he, he controls everything right there in that midfield. I feel like this is actually going to be a, a battle of the midfields. This is not really strained on the strikers. I feel like this is really going to be strained on the midfields in terms of Kevin De Bruyne, um, Paul Pogba, Conte, uh, Fellaini, if they decide to play Fellaini in the midfield. Um, Matuidi, you understand what I'm saying? I feel like this is more of who's going to control the game and who's going to have those times to break out. And in this terms, I feel like Belgium is shaky. You see that happen, happen in the Japan game? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I, I'll be very honest with you. If the midfield battle, France is going to roll them over. Definitely. But, but what if Martinez uh, surprises us and says, you know what, I'm going to start launching the ball long and I'm going to bypass the midfield and I'm going to see if I can hit Lukaku, who I think might have a very strong advantage against like an Umtiti. And like I said, I have a feeling that that Conte will, I, I feel like the coach will kind of have Conte shadow Lukaku a little bit in terms of making them comfortable because that's what he's there for. And he can do both. He can he can guard he can guard Lukaku, and he can also get back and start the attack. And like I said, bro, he's a big piece of what France needs. If 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 Conte plays great, the team will definitely play great. I guarantee you that, bro. And I feel like Belgium is shaky in parts of the defense. Company, I don't know why you guys have so much faith in Company. I feel like that that that's a broken leg right there. That's 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 their downfall. If they start Company, Mbappe is gonna roll over him. I, I think Mbappe is going to have a great game, and and just to be just to be very fair and honest with you, I, I do think that France is actually going to win this game. I'm just I'm just I, I'm trying to figure out how you can beat this French team, and and 
And I think that the way, only way you beat this French team is if you control the game and try to over, just try to play over the midfield because you're not going to beat their midfield. I mean, you, you're looking at a midfield realistically of Kante, Pogba, Mbappe on the side, Griezmann in the middle, Matuidi on the side. Let's not talk about Giroud in the head. If, if Giroud when it gets down there and, and start putting some long balls into Giroud and you got Giroud jumping over company and you, you understand what I'm saying? We have, they have a lot of pieces that's, that's kind of really gonna mess with mess with Belgium's defense. I understand the defense is very is very good right now. Let's not. But if I'm not mistaken, I think France has one more clean sheet than Belgium does. I think Belgium has two clean sheets and France has three. So I'm I, I don't know. We've seen it happen in Japan game where their where their defense lacked them up a little bit. The speed and the constant attacking kind of got to them. And I feel like France is definitely going to put on that pressure, bro. But what about what about let's talk about like the Brazil game, right? And let's talk about how Martinez basically told Fellaini, "You go nowhere that Neymar doesn't go," and he shut him down. You have to admit, Fellaini's game plan was, "I'm shutting down Neymar." What if Martinez turns around and says, "Also shut down himself." Well, that's besides the point. He, I'm, I'm actually surprised he didn't roll over the ground that game. But what I'm saying is, what if Martinez comes out and says, "Hey, Fellaini, Griezmann is your man." You're his shadow. Shut him down. That's fine. Then who's going to deal with Mbappe? Oh, yeah. See, that's... that's. You know I mean? <laughs> you're going to have to pick your poison. If you lock down Griezmann, then you're going to have to leave somebody... Somebody's going to definitely have to try to deal with Mbappe. If you try to lock down Mbappe, that gives Griezmann his chances to get free. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't... It's hard for Belgium, but I'm not, I'm not 100% going to say this is going to be a walkover. It's not at all. But I feel like France is definitely going to take this. I, I'm going to actually call a prediction, and I'm calling it a, a two-one. Honestly, I'm, I'm looking. I'm just looking at the the, the front six right that are going to play for possibly for France between Conte, Mbappe, Griezmann, Matuidi, Pogba, and Giroud. And I'm I'm thinking <laughs> Matuidi's the weakest link, but he's still Matuidi. Like, oh my goodness, he's the weakest link, but it can't. And and like his last game, he played great. Yeah. Like he's the weakest link, and he's still, yeah, he's he's still he's still a beast, and he's the weakest link on the team. He's thirty one. He's thirty one years old. He's still playing great. He's at Juventus bowling, so it's 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 crazy because I feel like they're more hungrier than Belgium. Griezmann is hungry. Pogba is hungry. Conte, that man is the hungriest out of everyone because he's 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 bowling, bro. I don't see how Belgium can actually top this team. I can't, I can't disagree with him on some points. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable how stacked this French team is and, and how amazing this game is going to be tomorrow. Uh, he gave his prediction. Matt, we couldn't get a prediction from him, but, um, but as, you can, as you can think and you can gather from his, uh, from his uh, uh, segment that he does think that Belgium is going to win. I, I really can't, and I'm struggling really, really hard to give a prediction here. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to cop out, and I'm going to tell you I'm going to give you two predictions. I'm going to say that just like I thought with the Brazil match, if Belgium shows up, every single one of them, nobody can beat them. And that's where I think that they're going to take France. Uh, And I do 100% agree with Matt that if they take away the midfield and they play over the midfield and they bypass that French midfield that 
ever so much can just destroy any team. They they they're gonna they're gonna probably win this game. Uh, it it but but France, my goodness, the pace that they have, the balance that they have. They have a good keeper. They have a decent defense. They have a great midfield. Uh, it's it's hard to not pick them. Uh, two one either way. Uh, but it's it's all gonna depend on who shows up. If Belgium a hundred percent shows up, they're gonna take this. If Two of them don't show up out of the 11. France is going to roll them over. Uh, and if this is a midfield game, it, it's it's going to be France all the way. I, I don't, I cannot pick this. Uh, I'm sorry to give you a prediction that is either way. Uh, but, you know, it. I'll tell you what. It, gun to my head, I'm probably going to go France 2-1-2. Two, two. Uh, but um, but if, if Belgium does show up, it's, it's going to be a hell of a time. And it's going to be a hell of a game either way to watch. I hope you enjoy it. Come back tomorrow. We're going to be doing the same thing, but we're going to have Tom McDermott on. He's going to be breaking down England and telling me why, oh, why is it coming home? And then from the other side, we're still trying to get a guest, um, maybe a little bit of a surprise, uh, to break down why Croatia is actually going to beat England. We're going to do this again, same time tomorrow. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll break it down. We'll have guest stars again. Thank you so much for coming. See you tomorrow, everyone.